What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to an episode of Be That Bitch, where we talk about being that bitch, not a bitch. You feel me? You feel me? Uh, If you're new here, hi, welcome to this fucking shit show. I am Allie, the host of Be That Bitch. Y'all, if you're looking for a prim proper podcast, this is not the one for you. But if you're looking for one where you feel like you're just shooting the shit with your friend over a spicy margarita or chugging on your big old hydro jug, then welcome. You have come to the right place. I am so excited for another week, another episode. If you feel like, wow, Allie seems like she's on something, it's because I just finished a five mile run and I am just like energy times 10. So this might just be a clusterfuck, but it's fine. Those are always the best episodes. No, literally y'all when I was running, so I run like different roads around my house, like literally run on the main road. Two or three of my friends, they came and ran a half marathon with me this past weekend. And I was showing them where I run and they're like, Allie, you run on these roads? And I was like, yeah, they're like, and you and you don't get run over. I was like, no, not like almost sometimes, but not like, no, I haven't actually gotten ran over. But no, I run whenever it's like not peak time, but I was, nonetheless, I digress. So I was running on the roads, right? And I'm listening to this new audiobook. Y'all, 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 y'all. If you have not read Tingled in Tinsel by Trelina Pucci, one, it's, it's filthy. It's just downright filthy. It's just, I, there's no words to describe. But it is so funny, like the way I want to be best friends with Samantha and Eleanor, like I need to be in their group chat. Like I just, I feel like I would fit in very well um, in their group chat because they are just so fucking funny. And this audiobook is a crew cast, meaning every single character within the book has a different narrator. So there's three different narrators for the three men. And then Samantha, there's a narrator. So there's four narrators. So you literally sounds like you are listening to a movie unfold. And the narrators have done just a fan-fucking-tastic job narrating this book. And I will tell you, you know the audiobook is good. Like, you know the audiobook is good. When I set out to do a three-mile run today and I ended up doing five because I forgot to turn around, <laughs> I looked down at my watch and I was like, oh, well, fuck me sideways. I needed to turn around two miles ago. But no, seriously, it was so good. It releases on the 8th. So like if you have an audible credit and you like, you know, spicy holiday romances, may I suggest this one? Because like y'all, it was that good. Um, But yeah, so that is what I was doing beforehand. And so when I tell you I am just feeling all extra types of energy, I am. So I'm going to give it to you in this podcast episode. We are going to recap my half marathon. And I'm going to tell you about some things that I learned through this half marathon and some things that I had to process. Um, because yeah, I feel like it's something that is really going to be useful for a lot of us as we are embarking on our running journey or our fitness journey or whatever journey you're embarking on. I mean, we're going into the new year, right? That's like the stereotypical time that everybody starts their journey. Here's newsflash though, y'all like, why the fuck wait? We're not doing that. If you listened to last week's episode, we are not waiting until Monday or the new year or, you know, all this. It's not new year, new me bullshit. No, no, we are not those bitches. We are not 
the bitch that's like, oh, new year, new me. I'm going to start on January 1 because you know what? January 1 being on a Monday is just like a sign. No, the fuck it's not. You know what's a sign? A sign is right now, today, listening to me, telling you that you deserve more for yourself than waiting. That's that's your sign. That is your sign. Okay, so we're not we're not doing that. So I'm going to talk all about some things that I learned during this half marathon. I'm going to kind of recap it. Um, I'm going to talk about ways that you can search for progress and mindset and all of that stuff. So, you know, buckle up, buttercup, because it's going to be a fun ride. All righty. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am really excited to talk about this episode. So over this past weekend, I ran either in my eighth, ninth, or 10th half marathon. I can't keep up. I need to count. I keep meaning to, and then I keep forgetting. So it's either eighth, ninth, or 10th, or maybe it's eighth or ninth. I think I'm going on my 10th. Regardless, I've ran a fuck ton of half marathons. It is my favorite distance, and this is why. One, you don't have to train and run a gabillion different miles to be able to run a half marathon. Like, yes, you need to train, but you don't have to go on an eight mile run midweek. Like, that's just not what you have to do, like in marathon training. Two, it's just long enough to really push yourself without you being like out for the count for days afterwards, like days and weeks afterwards. Three, it really teaches you to push mentally without you having to, you know, really dig yourself out of a lot of shit like with the marathon. So nonetheless, I like it because it's a challenging distance without being a debilitating distance. Does that make sense? I don't even know if that makes sense, but regardless, it's my favorite distance. I have, this should show you, I have ran three 5Ks, like three official 5Ks in my running career. (laughs) So I have ran like triple the amount of half marathons that I have 5Ks. I always say it's because I am built for distance, not speed. I am the tortoise, not the hare. So like, why would I go do a hare distance being a tortoise? It's like setting myself for failure. Um, But anyways, I feel like I'm rambling now, but I went and did that. I actually got to do it alongside of three of my clients. So we all went um, and ran this half marathon, marathon, marathon. Words are hard. Hold on, I need water. If it sounds like I'm like super like, it's probably because I am. So you're just gonna have to bear with it. But regardless, so um, this is actually my third time running this specific half marathon. So this specific half marathon, the Harmony Half Marathon, was the very first half marathon I ever ran. So back in 2021, when I first started running. So literally, y'all, I kid you fucking not, this is how batshit crazy I am. And if any of you motherfuckers try to tell me you can't do something, I'm gonna be like, refer back to my story, bitch, because you can, you're not allowing yourself. Nonetheless, I started running in September of 2021. So I really started getting serious about really trying to run September of 2021. Started dabbling it in August, but really started getting serious in September. Signed up for my first 5K. I ran my first ever 5K in October of 2021. I then proceeded to run a 10K a couple weeks after that. And then I signed up for a half marathon. So I ran this same half marathon in December of 2021. You guys can scroll back in the podcast episode. I actually did a recap of it. It was terrible. Like it was the most excruciating experience of my entire life. I had three miles where I literally felt like my feet were like fucked up. I was running on shards of glass. I felt just terrible. It was 
all around a terrible experience, but I finish. And I feel like that's something to celebrate. And so last year, when I set out to run this in the same half marathon, I was like, my goal is I want to do better than I did the first time. I want to see how much progress that I've made since I've been running for a year. And I went out and I feel like I successfully did that. But I will say, I went out guns a blazing, right? My paces were inconsistent. My mindset was fucked. Like by the end of that race, I had to be paced by a 70 year old. I kid you not. I had to be paced by a 70 year old man because I was struggling that much and did not think I was going to complete that. Like I literally felt like there is no way that I'm going to complete this race. I'm feeling exhausted. I'm feeling all of these things. My last like four miles were 13 minute miles, like 12 and a half, 13 minute miles. And I knew right then and there that I really don't feel like I had made as much progress as I as I thought I would. Does that make sense? So anyways, that experience was really, really hard also. And so coming into the third time I'm running this exact same half marathon, I did not have a goal pace in mind. I did not have any of that. I literally told myself, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to run on vibes. Like I'm just going out there to have fun, to support my girls. I felt like I had to run this half marathon because like, hello, tradition at this point. I just ran a marathon like four weeks ago. So I didn't have like this crazy like mindset around like I wanted to be faster. I wanted to do better. All of these things. And this is what I came to find out amongst my travels of this half marathon that one where I might be slower this year so last year I ran this marathon 42 seconds like hold on I wrote it down here uh 48 seconds slower than last year yes this year I ran it 48 seconds slower than last year I completed this half marathon six minutes slower than my personal record that I got in Athens in like, I don't know, of last year, right? So nonetheless, I digress. I was slower. And for a minute, when I sat down after this half marathon, right? Like I just told you guys, I came into this with no really idea of wanting to PR, wanting to do any of this. <clears throat> I sat down and I looked at my stats from last year running this. I looked at all of that. And for a hot second, I started beating myself up. I let my intrusive bitch thoughts win. I started saying, gosh, Allie, you fucking ran all the miles this year and you still ain't any faster. Like, why do you even try? Why do you even do this? You're not even getting better. Why do you keep running? Why do you keep wasting your time? Like, literally... I will tell you, these are all the fucking thoughts that were going through my head. So if you think for even a freaking second that the further you get into this journey, you won't have any of these thoughts, you're, it's, you're, you're Delulu. You are literally living in Delulu land. Will they come less frequently? Yes. Will you learn to combat them quicker? Yes. But they will still come. Like it's, it still happens, especially when you're feeling like, You've worked really hard and you're not making any progress. And so what do you do when this comes, right? Like you're having these intrusive thoughts. You're having these negative thoughts. You're really beating yourself up. How do you combat this? Well, let me 
let me share how I combat these. I start with a list of truths, like a list of facts, because a lot of times all of these things that you're thinking, these intrusive thoughts are feelings. They are not actually factual. They are your bitch brain trying to beat you down into a bloody pulp. (laughs) Like literally that's what these thoughts are. Now, What can you do to combat these? Like I said, you're going to write a list of facts, a list of truths. You're going to take feelings out of this. You're going to take this. I feel like I, you know, I've worked so hard. This is how I feel like, no, we are not taking feelings into account right now. We are taking facts. And so when I'm sitting here, I was sitting there waiting on my other clients to finish so I could cheer them on. I was sitting here going through all screenshots and stuff like that. This is why I think it's so important to track your race stats. Like I'm not saying you have to like write crazy amount of stuff, but screenshots things as you're going along in your journey, pull up on your Garmin app. The Garmin is such a freaking tool to help you combat these negative thoughts because you can literally go pull up any run you've ever done and look at your heart rate, look at your paces, look at, you know, like elevations. You can look at everything so you can work on combating this. And so a few of the things that I realized and helped me realize that like, yes, Allie, where you might have been slower this race, you have made so much progress. And these are the things that need celebrating because listen to me right now and listen to me well, okay? The numbers don't always matter. There are so many different ways to measure progress. And this goes with any journey, whether it be your running, whether it be your fitness. Like I, feel, I was telling my clients, you know, on Sunday during our team call, I was like, how many times have you felt like you're not making any progress, right? Maybe you're not lifting heavier. Maybe you're, you know, not being able to go as long in your HIIT workouts or do a full push-up, whatever the case may be. And you're feeling really defeated. And because you're looking at all these numbers, right? My, my weight's still the same. I'm still lifting the same. I'm not being able to go any longer in my HIIT workouts. Where can you start looking? And that's so hard sometimes when you're feeling defeated by the numbers to train your brain to look at other different places. And so I'm going to talk about that, but let's get back to running. Okay. So whenever I felt like the numbers were failing me and making me feel less than making me feel like a failure, I started looking at statistically. And so these are a few things that I came up with. So number one, my heart rate stayed in the easy zone 48% of that race. Like that is fucking unheard of for me. 48% of that race I did in my easy effort versus last year when I was 48 seconds faster, my heart rate was only in the easy zone 4%. That's it. 4%. My heart rate only was in threshold this time. 20% of the time versus last year, my heart rate was in threshold 69% of the time. So what does that tell me? It tells me where, yes, I was 48 seconds slower. I also am more physically fit because my heart rate is staying lower. But it also tells me that I was in my own head. Y'all, here's the truth. A lot of the time, we're the thing that's holding ourselves back. A lot of the time, our thoughts are the only thing keeping us from doing more than what we're doing now. Because this shows me that I could have pushed harder. I could have done more. 
I am the thing that stopped me. I am the thing that was getting in my way. I very well could have PR'd this race if I pushed harder. But I will tell you, I am the first to always stand in my way. And I think that is the saying for a lot of us. We get in our head like, I can't run this faster. My legs can't go. My legs are hurting. I need to slow down. I need to conserve this. I don't want to burn out. Like we get in our head with all of these kind of intrusive thoughts. And then we end up dialing it back when we could pull it forward. We have it in us. We are just the only things holding ourselves back. So I did get myself a little pity party there when I saw that because I was like, damn, Allie, you've shown that you can push yourself hard. You showed that your heart can take it, but you were the thing that stood in your way. But you also are showing that you are more physically fit, even if you did not push yourself. And I probably did not push myself because I knew I was going out towards this race with no like PR goal in mind. So I didn't push myself like I was going for a PR and that's on me. And that's okay because every race does not need to be a PR. Let me repeat that again. Every race does not need to be a PR. We need to put the fun back in running. We need to learn to start enjoying ourselves again. It is okay to go out and pay money to do a race without a goal of a PR, without killing yourself in it and being able to just enjoy the time. Number two, this race, I was able to hold a consistent pace versus last year where I started out entirely too fast and I fizzled out hardcore. Last year, I was running 1030 to 1040. I had no fucking business running it. I don't know why I did not question my running coach when he told me to go out at that pace because like clearly he was on something that day because I had no business going out at that pace. And so I held that pace for five miles and then guess what? I fizzled out and I started slowing down until the last few miles were excruciating. I was in so much pain. I way overestimated that and I just pushed myself too hard in the front. This time, my goal was to go out conservatively. I started with listening to my audiobook. I was going out at like an 11:40 to a 12-minute pace. I was doing a run walk um race strategy. I did 8 minutes run, 2 minute walk race strategy and I love that race strategy, y'all. Do not let anybody shame you because you are a run walker. Do not I find that I push myself so much harder on my run intervals, on my eight minute run intervals than I ever would if I didn't have that walk to look forward to. Because I'm running, I'm looking at my watch, I'm like, all right, I can do this for five more minutes. Let me buckle, let me let me push it a little bit more because in five minutes I can walk. In three minutes I can walk. Like it, it's such a mind, like it's such a cheat code for your mindset because you know you have this walk to look forward to, you push yourself a lot harder. And I find that with this rate strategy, I am actually running faster than I would if I'm just going out there to run consistently the whole time. Does that make sense? So anyways, I go out with that eight, two minute, eight minute run, two minute walk race strategy. And I find myself just doing amazing. I'm feeling great. My heart rate has not left the easy zone. I am just feeling great. I'm getting to help my friend Jess. So the first few miles we ran together and I helped push her until she said like, Allie, I'm not feeling it. Like you got to go. And so I left, I turned my music on and that's when I really started pushing. Um, and that's when I really started like getting into the zone and feeling it. But regardless, I had my paces were so consistent. So like lap one was 1132, 
two or lap one, run one. You know what I mean? Mile one, 11.32. Mile two was 11.39, Do you see how consistent this is? That just shows me that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I am making more progress. I'm learning my body. I'm pushing myself within my limits. I'm really getting in tune with how to do this run walk situation. I did all of that up until mile 11 and 12. And this is where I go into my next thing. Last year and every year before that, honestly, I am always the struggly, never like I'm always the helping, not the helper. That makes sense. Like I'm always the person that struggles during races. And there's always like, that is one thing I love about the running community. There's always somebody there to help you through the struggle. Um, And every year prior, like last year, right? That 70 year old, he was amazing. And he helped me, you know, pace and help me with strategy to get to the finish line of that one. Um, And I've always had it as a goal of mine to be the helper, not the helpy. And this year I was able to. So mile 11 and 12, Um, so mile 11, I got to talk to some people and really help them. Mile 12, there was somebody that was really, really, really struggling and they pulled off and I stopped and I talked to them and I helped them and I worked with them. Um, and that ended up making that mile a 13 and a half minute mile. But you know what? I am so fucking proud of that mile. That was the first time that I ever was in a strong enough mindset wise, like strong enough physically, mentally, and emotionally to be able to help somebody and to be that strong at mile 12, right? The end of the race to be able to do that. Like I was so freaking proud of that because I have never, I have always been in such a shitty mindset by that time. So being in that strong of a mindset just kind of goes to show how much level of fitness that I had incurred and that I was able to stop and help somebody because at that point, like I knew I was no, I was nowhere near a PR. I was nowhere near like unlocking anything. And so in that moment I got a choice, like I can just like run by and being an asshole or I can stop and talk and help. And she actually was able to get back on the course. We talked and she finished it. Um, And I was just so incredibly proud of her. And then the last mile, mile 13, I was actually able to finish that one faster than my first mile. And that I have never, ever, 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 ever done. Like in my two years of racing, right? Two years of running. I have never had a race where my last mile was faster than my first mile. And I was so incredibly fucking proud of that. And that just showed me like, Allie, you are doing the right things. Like you are doing it. You've got to just stay the course, right? You've got to just stay consistent with this. And so you guys see how I kept looking. Like I I always say, if you're looking for excuses, you're going to find them every fucking time. If you're looking for self-doubt, you're going to find it every single time. But if you start looking for solutions, if you start looking for w- places that you are having progress, you will find it. But you do have to put forth that effort in searching for it. You do have to actually intentionally look for it. Y'all, you will never just stumble upon seeing the results. You have to be intentional about that. And I hope me sharing this with you shows you that 
There are so many different ways to measure progress, whether in your fitness journey, your running journey, your nutrition journey, your life journey, your motherhood journey, whatever the fuck kind of journey you're on. There are so many different ways to measure success other than am I losing weight? Am I getting faster? Am I PRing? Am I, you know, um, lifting heavier? Like there's so many different ways. And I could literally do an entire freaking podcast episode on every single way you can measure success. Like I feel like I could talk forever on that because there truly is so many different ways. And I get so upset when people, you know, are saying like, I'm not making any progress. I'm just going to quit. Like one, like that's going to get us any fucking closer to our goal. But two, maybe you are, you're just not looking for it because there are different seasons where progress is going to be looking different than it did the season before. And that's okay. So like for me, this season is not a season of PRs, right? Like, I mean, I say that, but I did have a major marathon PR, but like this season is not the season of half marathon PRs for me. And that's okay. But it is a season of learning to manage my heart rate. It is a season to embrace running. It is a season to embrace easy pace. You know, like I'm showing myself that I can truly go out there and enjoy running just for the sake of enjoying running. Like I can go do these races and not have to PR and still have the best freaking time. You are not always going to come out guns a blazing. And guess what? There's going to be people that you run with or people that you know or people that are on social media that do PR every race or are running faster and maybe have been running long, shorter than you. Y'all, we have got to stay in our own lane, stay running our own race and be proud of where we're at. Somebody else's accomplishments does not negate your accomplishments just because they might be progressing faster than you or progressing more than you or you see these people on social media do not allow that to create self-doubt because guess what we are all running our own race in our own time and we will all eventually get to the goals that we we set forth ourselves so that is kind of like a recap on how that half marathon went i You know, like in the moment I was feeling really defeated by it, but like hindsight, y'all, I am so incredibly proud of myself. Like I feel like one, the fact that I have ran as many as I have ran and I am somebody who, you know, before two years ago, never thought she would ever be a runner, had never even ran a full mile and is now running half marathons just casually. Like it's in fucking sane. And it just goes to show you like we truly are the only thing that's ever standing in our way. That if we just learn to get the fuck out of our own way, we truly can't accomplish so much. And that means, you know, maybe that means in your fitness journey or maybe that means in your business or maybe that means in running. But where do you feel like you're standing in your way? Where do you feel like you're holding yourself back? And how do you feel like you can move forward from that? I truly am, you know, working on this whole like unlocking mindset for me, especially because I do feel like I have more in me. I've just got to learn how to unlock that belief in me. Like I've always believed I'm a slow runner. I am a slow runner, but like, I feel like I have faster in me. I just have to learn to unlock that. And guess what, y'all? That is the best thing about this journey is we're all continuously working, changing, evolving into a better version of ourselves. You can always better your best. Like, that's what I always say. Girls, like, we we can always get better than our best right now. Like, we don't know what 
next year has to unlock or the year after or the year after. Like you never know. And so we, if we put these parameters on ourselves and these roofs and these ceilings, we're never going to allow ourselves to live up to our full potential because guess what? Alley of 2025's full potential might be a whole hell of a lot more than Alley of 2022's full potential. But she'll never reach it if I put that ceiling on myself. Does that make sense? So like as we embark on this new year, don't put ceilings on yourself. Do not put these parameters on yourself. Don't hold yourself back from your fullest potential because you truly will never know it if you don't. You, you know what I mean? So I don't know what is next in store, um, but I do know that I am definitely running another marathon. I'm deciding on spring or fall marathon. It's like, Allie, do you want your race day to be 90 degrees or do you want your training to be 100 degrees and you have a nice race day? Like those are my two choices. Nice training, hot race day, hot training, nice race day. I don't get it both ways. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really excited for everything that's to come. I hope you guys are too. Y'all remember, keep pushing yourself. Keep fighting. Don't hold yourself back. I know we're going into the last few months of the year. I don't know if you guys can tell, but like even on social media, you know, these last few weeks I have had such low energy levels and I have been working on trying to figure that out for myself. And I know it's probably a little bit to do with my nutrition. Like we're having a little bit more treats here or there. And so just remind yourself, like there is no time too early to start working on refocusing and realigning so you can feel your best. We do not deserve to feel our worst just because we're waiting on the best time. Because guess what? The best time does not exist. So anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, will you do me a solid and share it to your social media and tag me so I can talk with you about it in the DMs. And then also go ahead and go to Apple or Spotify and leave a five-star rating and review. Really does help the podcast grow. Again, I'm so sorry about my voice this one, but I wanted to make sure I got this episode out for you guys. So hope it wasn't too excruciating to listen to. But anyways, I'm going to leave you like I leave you every single time in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch. Bye, y'all.